Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you so much, as always, for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Pam and I are here today answering your listener questions, and we get some great questions today. First of all, we discuss what it's like to be at Walt Disney World during a tropical system, or in my case, I was there when Hurricane Charlie passed right over Pop Century, so I give some thoughts on that experience from quite a few years ago now at this point. We also have some questions on early mornings at the Magic Kingdom. If you're a resort guest, getting the most out of that 30 extra minutes and then using that momentum along with Genie Plus to really get ahead of the crowds up until noon. How you can make the most of getting around the Magic Kingdom to avoid the day guests and just keep that momentum rolling to see the most amount of attractions possible getting there before rope drop. We also talk about uh, using the monorail loop for a pub crawl, some thoughts on getting in Trader Sam's early. Also, we get an awesome email from Scotland from a listener that just gets what a Walt Disney World vacation truly is all about. It gave me goosebumps, and I think it'll give you goosebumps as well. Don't forget today's show, always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all of your Disney trip planning needs. The agents are standing by right now to help you plan a great Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Vacation. Check them out today over at the Magic for Less. Com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible. We could not do this without you. And our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you. Come on over. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2162 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you are having a tremendous week and you have your galoshes out and your uh, ponchos at hand if you're headed down to Walt Disney World this week. But I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you a few just little nuggets here in just a second about being at Walt Disney World during a tropical season. And I bet you my co-host today can do the same. So joining us to answer your list of questions, your friend of mine, the co-owner of the Magic for Less Travel, Pam Forrester. Pam, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Yes, the uh, I get to talk about weather somewhere other than where, our, where I live, right? right we get right. to talk about in the Orlando area. And as we are rolling into what is um, hurricane season, I, uh, you know, there's so many, I, I will tell you, I've been at Walt Disney World when it's a complete washout um, prior to and after hurricanes and tropical storms. During, I have not actually been at the hotel during um, when there was one that came right over, but man, um, low crowds, I'm just going to say <laughs> low crowds, people. <laughs> Right, right. Because I mean, I was so I was there. In, I think it was 2004 during Hurricane Charlie, which the hurricane took the almost the same path as is as, as, uh Ian has. 
But then at the last minute, it decided because they couldn't decide. Like we were there. We this is one of those you know trips before we had the podcast, and we were just down there. My wife and I were still both teachers. Again, nothing didn't work over the summer. We were teachers, so we just we had this like ten night trip staying at Pop Century. Just kind of hung out, and you know, everybody's like, "Oh, there's a hurricane." We're from Missouri, so we're like, "We don't know what a hurricane's about," you know. But everybody's kind of talking: "Is it going to come? Is it not? Is it going to, you know, go to Panama City? Is it going to go to Pensacola?" All of a sudden, this thing decided, turns like a ninety degree angle right and starts heading to Central Florida. That sucker flew over. I mean, came over the core, the eye of the storm, passed over Pop Century itself, over Orange County, Osceola County. The winds were over 100 miles an hour that night because it was still a Category Two when it when it was over Central Florida. So this sucker was like, this is not what Ian I think is going to be because obviously we're recording this on Monday. But I mean, the thing held together. But I'll tell you what, Pam. I mean, the, Walt Disney World was the best place to be because the infrastructure held. Now, Pop Century was a very young resort at this time. The trees, you know, were very young, so a lot of the trees got ripped out of the ground. But I mean, mm-hmm. it kept power. I remember we were in the 70s building, top floor. My wife was talking to her uh, mom on the phone. She was sitting in the bathtub because, I mean, that's what you do in Missouri for a tornado. You go to the, right. you know, I don't know how good that was going to do, but she was in the bathtub. I thought it was kind of funny. Are there even bathtubs at the hotels anymore? I don't know. Does the shower work the same? I don't know. But, th- I mean, I was, and I'm a weather nut, so I was calling my co-teacher, Jane, who taught next door to me, and I'm like, Jane, I'm finally in a hurricane. It's a Category 2. Listen to the wind. I have my Nokia, like, little... This is before iPhones, people. I had that little, you know, like uh, what candy, they call bar. It? candy bar. Yeah, little thing. I'm like holding yeah. it up. Like, listen, listen, that's like a 98 mile an hour wind gust. And I'm holding that rail at the top. I was like, Jim, I was living Jim Cantori's best life. I'm like, oh, I can't breathe. But listen, Jade. Oh. <laughs> and then I ran back inside because I got hit by like a like a piece of palm branch or something right in the face. But it was I mean, it was kind of <laughs> awesome because I knew I was safe, you know, and my house wasn't down there. So I didn't have to worry about like losing my roof or anything like that. But we are thinking of everybody that does have houses down there and hope for that everything's sure. Fine. Yeah. But we will say two good things about this. If you are going down this week, one is that you'll probably see low crowds for a couple of days on the backside of this because we mm-hmm. did see that. I mean, it was awesome. And also it tends to really give you some awesome weather on the backside of a tropical system. The tropical system tends to take all of the energy with it as it reaches as this one looks like it's headed north into like the Carolinas or south southern Georgia and then you mm-hmm. get just great weather for like 48 hours the humidity goes right with it you get bright sunny skies and great weather on the backside so that's what we're hoping for for everybody it is kind of an interesting time I'm a weather nut so like I was drawn to it Pam was like should we go home early I'm like heck no because we drove you know and I'm like you don't want to get stuck on the highway I we could have probably made it easy, like, you know, got out of there, no problem. I'm like, heck no, we're staying. We got, got to, you know, and it was just, I wanted to be there for history, so. I'll right, be- yeah, I agree. It's a fun, I mean, it's it's sort of fun when you don't really have a lot invested in that space, right? Like, your house isn't there and all of that, so you don't have those worries. The other thing, though, is when you're cruising um, on all the cruise lines, and they all do a great job about the, up with this, they stay on top of all these storms, so well um you don't have to worry about sailing in that they'll take you out around your itinerary may change but it could change for lesser reasons than a storm um that's at the cruise line's prerogative in that space so um lots of people who thought they were going to were sailing down from new york from bayonne royal caribbean sails from there going to Bermuda, they are instead going to Canada. Um, There are other things that they will do. Sometimes your cruise ends up being extended due to um, that that. 
kind of weather. Not a bad thing. I don't think you might get a couple extra sea days. I don't know that that will happen in this case, though. Um, but, you know, lots of things to think about for sure. I mean, if you're heading to Canada, I mean, poutine. I mean, I, I've never, I've still never had poutine, but I hear about it all the time because I listen to a lot of podcasts with Canadians. You've never had it? I haven't. Because the problem is when I'm always over at Disney Springs, I always want to get poutine, but I've always eaten. Like, I've always gone to the boathouse or I've gone to oh, Polite yeah, Pig. Yeah. Like, you just can't. I mean, like, I got to be hungry for something like poutine. I can't just snack on it. Well, you know, after. they have it in Epcot, too, there at that, you know, refreshment port or wherever, right after... Like if you were walking from the Landover, you know, you turn to the oh, right yeah, where the yeah. restrooms used to be. Yeah, I'll have to make it happen. By the way, Erin yes. <laughs> is in our live chat. She's a me meteorologist and says she would love to ride on a hurricane at Disney. So there you go. Yeah. Man. I mean, and actually, this is something that we've seen, like just a little travel agent behind the scenes. You know, when people are trying to, you know, mess around with their travel dates, like some people have been trying to do this week, you know, like move their you know, check in a few days later because of hurricane and flights and stuff like that. We do the best we can. But what happens is that a lot of Floridians that live in the more affected areas like the coasts, they will evacuate mm -hmm. to Walt Disney World. They come inland and a lot of folks that live like in Tampa in this case or, you know, anywhere on the, the Gulf Coast in this instance, you know, Southern Gulf Coast, they will drive up to Walt Disney World and stay at Walt Disney World for three or four nights knowing that their infrastructure is awesome. So they'll have a place where they can eat, they can have electricity, they can work, and then when the storm passes, they'll go back home. So that's what we see mm -hmm. a lot of times. A lot of folks do go to Disney to a ride out of hurricane. It does. And then the other thing um, Disney does is they try to keep rooms available for people who may have to stay later due to a flight change or things like that. So then it's challenging to push it back. Once you're there, it's a little harder for Disney to kick you out. But to say you need to make some room for me to come at a later date is uh, less challenging. So. And good luck to uh, Captain Mike. He says driving down on Tuesday. So by the time the show comes out, he will be there. Uh, staying at Kidani Village, leaving on the Fantasy Saturday morning. So have fun in the tube in uh, 687. Oh, I'm so jealous. I love that ship. Is right. that ship not the best? Oh, yeah. I love the Fantasy. Mike, you got it going on, boy. You, you deserve it, though. So that's going to be great. Okay, so. Let's get to the questions. BF Fielder says, if doing a Disney marathon, what would be the best, most convenient hotel resort to stay at in terms of waking up and getting to where I need to be for the start of the event? Well, thanks for being here in the live chat, BF Fielder. I will say, I mean, here's the thing. You're going to get resort transportation to, to the start area from any Walt Disney World on-site resort. I used to worry about this because there were only select resorts that had, this is how old I am, right? This is how long we've been doing the show. Because I remember one time I stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge and they were not a designated hotel that gave you transportation. I had to take a taxi to the Tower of Terror 10 miler start. And that was the first time I'd ever been in a, like this was before Uber and Lyft. I had to take a taxi. First time, I've, only time I've ever been in a real taxi. That taxi driver passed everybody on the shoulder, got me up to the, because I was running late. Guy was crazy, tipped him big. But I was like, this is awesome. Uh, you're going to probably get arrested, but I have nothing to do with this. Just let me out the door. But um, yeah, so now any hotel is going to get you there. I mean, even really, I mean, I don't have a preference. I've stayed at Pop, I stay at Pop Century for all the race weekends because I'm solo. It's a value resort. Get the Skyliner, you know, for the rest of the, you know, going to the, going to Epcot and the studios when I'm not running. Um, but I mean, obviously Beach Club, Yacht Club, Boardwalk have walkable proximity to Epcot later in the day. 
but you don't really have to worry about it for the races. I mean, you just hop on a bus and you go. And they're all pretty equal, I would say. I mean, one of the secrets, though, maybe French Quarter, because there's not as many people, you're going to get on the bus a little quicker. I don't know. Pam, what, what would you say for that? I think, too, it, it really it is nice that Disney now is offering that. I think some of the things that you want to think about is, you know, when doing the longer races, the ones that finish at Epcot, if you're on if you're within walking distance, that's a huge convenience, right? Um, in that space. But other than that, um, I think that you're going to be doing the same thing regardless. So. The thing you have to consider, though, is now, especially for Marathon Weekend, like say you're staying at the beach, yacht, boardwalk, Swan or Dolphin. This was something you didn't have to think about pre theme park reservation days is that to walk back through the park because you finish in the parking lot. You do have to have a theme park reservation for Epcot that day just to walk through. So yeah, you can't have like a you know, magic. You can't expect to go to Magic Kingdom at like 11 o'clock for some pictures because you're going to have to wait till the park hopping time if you have a park hopper. So 100%. Yeah, it's something you didn't have to think about in the old days. So uh, there you go. All right. Diane's got a question. She says, how long do you think the Epcot 40th merchandise will be on sale for? This celebration snuck up on me and I won't be there till wine and dine weekend. What do you think, Pam? This stuff was just announced last week. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I just, I think that it really totally depends on, I froze up for a second there. I'm like, no, cause right. I, I hate to make predictions. I know. No, and I, I was like, ah, uh, so I think that anything to do with merchandise could either sell out immediately and or show up at the outlet mall in six months, right. right? I mean, it's just that kind of thing. I think that, you know, they it's they haven't made a huge deal out of that. And I'm not surprised by that. I mean, Disney does celebrate, but they celebrate big events and they don't always mark these um occasions with much i'm i like that they're coming out with merchandise for people who are really excited about that i think if you want to be sure that you're going to get some you might want to see if anything is going to be available on disney shopping and you probably won't know until you know that point in time but see if you can get something like that. Of course, you know, the eBay sellers will be there in That's full it. force and have things available for you. But this is the uh, state of the world that we are in at this point. Um, just lots of, I, I loved some of the design, right? Some of it was like so retro and really made me feel like, oh my gosh, like this is from the opening of Epcot, right? I love when Disney does stuff like that. I agree. I mean, some of the stuff does match the, early 80s aesthetic which is my aesthetic i love it i mean i'm that's my era so give me some you know pac-man and stuff like that um you're gonna be a month in i would say there's definitely gonna be merch i don't know if you're gonna have every single item and we had this discussion on the sunday night live call-in show i would expect that things like maybe pins or a couple of items will be dropped that day kind of as an exclusive for folks that are there on october 1st those kind of things may or may not be available like in mass quantities. However, I would expect that you can get something that denotes, you know, Epcot 40 first weekend, second weekend in November. I don't think everything yeah. will sell out, especially a place like that. Um, the little shop in the back by the International Gateway. Uh, that's always mm -hmm. a good place to go for things like this. Um, uh, yeah, I, I would guess uh, Creations will obviously have some stuff on display. 
Oh, you mean mouse gear. Mouse gear. I, I, was, I always have to think. I pause because is it, is it connections or is it creations? I'm like, okay, do I eat there or do I buy stuff there? I can't remember. I know, but you would have thought that there would have been a different name than connections. Like creations I get, uh, sort of, although I'm not creating anything. Well, what can we come up with a C word that has to do with like crunching or like something uh, like something <laughs> that has to do with eating? Crunch connections. Crunch connections. <laughs> that works. Oh, no. We'll work on that. Yes, because gosh knows it has to be an alliteration, right? Of some sort. By the way, I just thought of this because I'm looking at our live chat and we got a lot, lot of live chatters with us here today. It's awesome as always. But I uh, hope Rhonda Lee up in, up in Nova Scotia, she's always with us live chatting. She wasn't with us Sunday night. She's not in the live chat here. And I know Fiona hit their part of Canada pretty good uh, this past week. So best wishes out to Rhonda Lee and her folks up in Nova Scotia. Hope she's For okay sure. missing her today. All right, Corey's got a question here in the inbox. It says, hey, Mike, quick question about park hopping and Genie Plus. Here's the sitch. I will be part... Actually, he put situation, but I wanted to throw a little Kim Possible. Do, 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 do. Remember when I used to do that for all the bloopers? I love that. God damn, we're so old. That's so retro, too. Uh, I will be park hopping between Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios in early November. This is the only day I'm going to get to visit either park. Would it be smart to make my park reservation for Animal Kingdom in the morning with a plan to arrive early entry as a hotel guest, but use Genie Plus solely at Hollywood Studios to stack rides in the early or sorry, in the afternoon and evening? I fear that if I reserve Hollywood Studios for the morning, we'll in, we will inevitably reach the point where Genie Plus return times are after our plan to park hop. I know Genie Plus doesn't allow you to choose your return time, so I would have to monitor the availability throughout the day and wait for 2 p.m. or later return times to become available. Or am I overthinking this and I should just make my reservation for studios, arrive early, and take what I can get? Hopefully this is easy to understand and maybe it would be a good topic to debate on a listener question show. Thank you, Corey. So what what would you do in this situation? Mm. This is, I mean, it's an interesting situation. And I think one of the things that happens with Genie Plus, um, I would probably, I feel like it, it depends. So at Animal Kingdom, I feel like there's a few things that I'm going to be able to get in there and do in my first um, 30 minutes, right? I'm going to head right for the safari to make sure that that's get that I get that done and I'm going to wait in that line anyways right because I'm during the first 30 minutes and then I probably head to Everest if I'm looking for that now at that point in time I can probably look at different shows and other things like that that I can fill in until I'm ready to leave to go to Hollywood Studios so that's probably what I would do is start doing um, stacking the Hollywood Studios the exception for first thing in the morning the exception would be at the point in time or as soon as I can after my desired time to hop, right? The exception would be that once I got in there, if there was something that I could do really quickly with Genie Plus, like I could make the reservation and then go right then within five minutes and then I could, you know, log in and do my Hollywood Studios Genie Plus choices. But that's probably what I would do. I just think that there's a lot to do at Animal Kingdom that I don't feel like I need to Genie Plus, right? All of the um, the trails that you can do, there's lots of stuff that you can fill in there. So here's what I told him, because this came in a few days ago and I just responded right away because I was sitting at my laptop on the couch and because I, I thought he was trying to formulate a plan that night. And I said, 
you know, this is what I would do. I think things tend to go a lot more quickly with Genie Plus at the studios in the Animal Kingdom. So mm-hmm. I would, uh, you know, go to, like you just said, I would stack them at Hollywood Studios later in the day, just rip through the Animal Kingdom in the morning, and then, you know, hop over to the studios and go with what you got, just monitor things and go that way. That's what I would yeah. do. I, yeah, we're, we're both on the same page here. But again, uh, you know, there's sometimes no right or wrong answer. And the other thing you have to be, be is flexible, right? More than anything else, especially when you're using Genie Plus or, or anything, whether you are or not, the flexibility and the ability to sort of read the room, so to speak, and see like how things are going is always important. All right, here's another question from one of my great guests over at the Magic for Less. Lauren says, good morning, Mike. Uh, or sorry, hello, Mike, Pam, Ricky, and Scott. Two of my best friends and myself are traveling to Walt Disney World in November of this year. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Lauren. On our Magic Kingdom Day, we'll be taking advantage of the extra 30 minutes that we get in the morning. We plan on rope dropping Seven Dwarves Mine Train and then going to Winnie the Pooh. We were hoping to get those two rides done in the 30 minutes. Do you think that is possible? How early should we plan on getting to the park to beat the early morning extra magic hours crowds in order to have lower rate times for seven dwarves? Okay, so stop there. She got a couple of questions. Yes, I think you'd totally knock those two out. But the thing is, you want to be in that first group that gets on seven dwarves. Because if you can get on that in the first five to ten, you're going to get on Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh will still be a walk-on, I would guess. And so, yeah, you could totally get that done in the first 30. But what time would you get... I would plan to be at the touch points at least 30 minutes before the 30 minutes posted like early time. So say that the park opening times eight o'clock and you can get in at seven 30. I'd be at the touch points at seven. Uh, Agreed. I I want to be on the first bus going out of um, my resort to the magic kingdom that day. And I will say at each park, there is going to be an attraction that literally if you arrive 15 minutes into the early 30 minutes, you're going to wait a good 45 minutes. And it's just going to grow throughout the day that time until probably the evening. But that's what happens with those really, um, those really popular attractions. It just does. That's the way that the crowds sort of build you and a few other people will probably have the same idea. All right, she continues. Uh, let's see here. After those two rides, we plan on going on Jungle Cruise and rope dropping that ride. My question is about event is uh, my question is since Adventureland doesn't open for the extra 30 minutes, what is the best way to get to the Jungle Cruise from Winnie the Pooh? Can we go all the way back through Liberty Square or past Pirates? Or will we be forced to go back through the hub and into Adventureland's main entrance? Does Disney close off portions portions of the park? that are not open for the extra 30 minutes or are the rides just not open? We want to beat the non-Disney resort guests that will be lining up to enter at normal park opening. I don't think they really close off anything. Well, do they? Because they do because they stop you holding people in the hub. They're like, they do. I don't think this will be an issue for you. I think that the whole park will be open um, at that point in time and you'll just walk across the hub. Um, cause it's not, that's going to be your straightest, quickest way to get there from Winnie the Pooh is to, um, head across and go past the Tiki room and then hit the jungle cruise walking all the way around through fantasy land and then Liberty square and then back into Adventureland. Um, 
through frontier, like you'll go through Frontierland and through is not going to be your um, easiest way to get there. And I think that the rest of the park will be open by that point in time. Don't you, Mike? By the time you do, like, it's almost a 15 minute walk to get into seven dwarfs from like the queue takes a while. Right. The queue. Yeah. By the time you get through the queue, I mean, just conservatively, you're going to go 10, 10 minutes to go through the queue five for the ride. You're going to take at least five minutes to get over to Winnie the Pooh. I mean, because it's close, but it's going to be at least five minutes to get over there. Yeah. It's going to be at least a five minute ride. I mean, right Right. there, by the time you walk over, that's 30 minutes. Right. And, but you know what? You will not have to compete with as many people going to the Jungle Cruise at that point in time. Like you'll walk right across the hub. There will be some people who are headed that way, but I would venture, I guess, that the majority of people heading that way are going to Splash and Big Thunder, yep. right? If they're heading yep. through yeah. Adventureland Agreed. like that. or So I, I think that you're going to be okay. Agree. It might look crazy, but the thing is, hardly anybody's going to Jungle Cruise first thing in the right. morning. Like, yeah. this is not happening. People are going to exactly. Space, Big uh, Big Thunder, Splash, and Seven Dwarves. Maybe Peter yep. Pan. But they're not going to Jungle Cruise. for. Very few are. And that's that's why it's... The, again, I've preached this for the entirety of this <laughs> podcast. This is why you get there early. Because since you have Seven Dwarves knocked out, you have Winnie the Pooh knocked out, you're, like three, you're on step three and everybody else is at step one. And that is yeah. a huge advantage because now you're going for Jungle Cruise mm-hmm. where everybody else is going for other stuff. Like you are just, you're going to keep just, you're like, you're, you're ahead of the wave. Like the wave yeah. is like chasing you the rest of the day. And that's a great place to be. It is. That's why when people again and again are like, well, 30 minutes, what good does that do you? it's hard to overstate how much, how much of an advantage you can have because you're just hitting things differently. Just like Mike said, you're like cruising into jungle cruise while everyone else is doing that, or you're cruising onto what like Tiki room. You know what I mean? I just, you're ahead of it. You get to make different choices. You'll have different choices available to you. And she continues with this plan. We were hoping to not have to get uh, lightning lane, individual lightning lane for jungle cruise or seven dwarves. What would be your first choice for lightning lane ride? Okay. So if they have genie plus what I would lightning lane at this point, they're all adults. I would probably, I would not use lightning lane for big thunder. That goes quick. That That's a lot to cue that moves. Cause those trains hold a ton of people. Maybe Splash, uh, because the demand is going to rise and rise, I think, as people want to get their last rides on their trips. Uh, when the uh, November, I'm trying to think, maybe Space Mountain, but you've already been on Seven Dwarves. I'd probably use it for Space, if you're going to ride that, or Splash at that point. What What do you think? Um, Yeah, I, I think that... You're going to want to, the only two that are not available through Genie Plus are, well, actually there's only one, right? It's seven drawers. Right. I mean, for individual lightning lanes, but they're not going to need that because they've already ridden it at this point. I mean, they're going to be golden on that if they get there. Oh, okay. So she's not talking individual lightning. No, well, she says she doesn't want to have to use it, which they won't with this plan. So right. The only one you could use it on was seven dwarves. Yeah. So genie plus, I'm thinking what would be your first choice for a lightning ride? I guess she's assuming they have genie plus. I would 
I would go either space or splash. I would I would save Big Thunder. I mean, maybe for later use it as a as like a third option. But Big okay. Thunder tends to move. Like that line doesn't yeah. tend to stall out too bad. It does. The other one I would think about too is Peter Pan. I mean, you know as well as I do that yeah, that's goes. True. It goes. I know it goes so quickly. Um, but once once you purchase Genie Plus, I'm going to be looking at like the the coasters and Peter Pan. Those are the ones that tend to go really quickly. And um, you've already set up your plan so that you don't have to use the individual lightning lane for seven dwarfs. So that's the only one you'd have to um, pay for other than the um, Genie Plus base price there. Also possibly Mansion, Haunted Mansion, possibly a good use. It's a good one too, yeah. Yep. Okay, and the last thing she says, we plan on leaving the Magic Kingdom around 1230 for our traditional monorail pub crawl and having lunch at Steakhouse 71, <laughs> drinks at the Tambu Lounge, while we wait for Trader Sam's to open, then on to the Enchanted Rose, then back over to the Contemporary for our 5 o'clock ADR at California Grill before heading back to the Magic Kingdom to sit down for a couple hours before the fireworks. We plan on getting to the Polynesian at 2 o'clock to get our names down for Trader Sam's. Is that early enough to be one of the first in the bar? What is the process for putting our names down? Do we all th uh, three need to be there, or, or what, can one of us just put the names down while the others are still up at Tambu Lounge? Do y'all have any tips for getting into Trader Sam's right at three o'clock when they open? That'd be great. Thanks for all the great shows, Lauren. Man, they're doing it right. They're. I always say, if you can avoid it, jump out of the Magic Kingdom between like one and four. You mm -hmm. know what? Go do something else. Take a nap, dude. They're doing it. They're going to Steakhouse Seventy One. They're going to do the pubs. They're going to. They're doing it right. Right. So give them give them some thoughts on getting into uh, Trader Sam's as soon as they can. So one thing to know I, before we start all this is that the lounges um, at the resorts have an opening time. So when you're there, make sure you're looking at your My Disney Experience app to see exactly when they are going to open. I believe Enchanted Rose is one that opens before the other ones. And then Trader Sam's opens at three o'clock as well. But there is a time for that. So um, just take that into consideration. And the Trader Sam's thing, it's so funny. Um, I have had days where we walked up and there wasn't anyone there really like there were a few people ahead of us and then that and then i've had days where i'm like well the parks aren't even that crowded we're going to be able to walk right into trader sam's and you roll up and you ask for a table and they pretty much laugh at yeah, you the park's, like, not the park's not crowded because there's seventeen thousand people at trader sam's <laughs> they're either in there or on the waiting <laughs> exactly. list to get in right <laughs> i know so this is sort of, you know, I have seen people line up hours before to get into Trader Sam's. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to spend my day in Disney World doing that. But if you want to, that's something that you can, you know, head over and gauge it before you, you know, before you get in line. If you're there early, have something else that you're you're going to want to do, right? If you don't, if you see that you don't need to get in line that much earlier, um, ha just have something else to do during that time. I, I think that on most days, if you're there like 45 minutes before it opens, you'll typically be able to get a time to come back. Um, but you know, subject to change, as they say. The good news, I know Lauren's like a super Disney fan. I mean, I've, I've worked with her for years and, you know, we've got, we've had lots of email discussions and so forth. And being at the Polynesian, for one thing, being on the monorail loop in general, but specifically the Polynesian, like there's lots to do to kill time. I mean, there's lots of great shopping there. There's lots of, you know, you can walk the grounds. If you have to kill 30 minutes, like they say, Tambu Lounge, you can go outside by the poolside bar if you want to with your friends. 
I mean, there's, there's, you know, that's a good way to kind of relax is grab a poolside drink, you know, and just mm-hmm. enjoy the weather yeah. in November. I mean, they're from Texas, yeah. but you know, they got good For weather. Sure. So. I mean, if you're like from Maine or, you know, Minnesota or something, it'd be better, but what can you do? <laughs> yeah. There's the outdoor bars at the Polynesian by the, um, the one by the Oasis pool is a great place to be too. Yep. Remember Yahtzee. That's one of my favorite yep. days ever in Walt Disney World. <laughs> Yahtzee. That, okay. That's just an inside <laughs> joke. Hey, Molly's got a follow-up here. And it just says, thanks for the Landry Select Club tip. She says, I started listening to your podcast in the spring once we booked our Disney World trip for November. Since we're staying off property, I woke up early every day of our 60-day window to try to get ADRs and struck out uh, on most of what we wanted. However, I was listening to episode 2158 and heard about the tip for booking Yak and Yeti by joining Landry Select Club. I came home, signed up, paid the $25, but also got the $25 dining credit. She says, woo. Then called Yak and Yeti as soon as they opened. I gave the date and time we wanted, and they were wide open. It was the easiest ADR I've ever booked for the entire trip. One thing to note, one Landry Select Club card covers up to six people. We have seven traveling with us, but the cast member kindly made the reservation anyway. Something to note for larger groups wanting to try this. Thanks to you and your listener for helping make our Disney World trip even more magical. Molly's up in Rhode Island. You know, that's what I like to see. That's listeners helping listeners. I mean, it helps me out and helps out everybody listen to the show. How, I mean, sure. how, how much uh, Chinese food are people going to be enjoying because of this one tip, this one email? It's awesome. <laughs> I know. And it is such a great tip and something that has been around for years. And if you have a Landry's restaurant in your area, that's another location that where you'll use that as well. So I believe like it's a kind of system where you earn points too by the money that you spend in those restaurants, right? So, um, you know, it's a good deal. Look at us trying to be Landry's influencers, but, but hang, on. <laughs> hang tight for the next email. No, totally not. <laughs> Listen to this email next. This is from Jessica in South Carolina. It says title this episode 2158 from Tuesday. Hello, Mike and Pam. I greatly enjoyed your discussion on Tuesday's episode. Mike, you are now a Taco Bell influencer. You shared your standard Taco Bell order, and all of a sudden, I was craving the same. I was driving, so at the next stoplight, I pulled up to ta- the Taco Bell app and ordered a cheesy bean and rice burrito. Within five <laughs> minutes, within five minutes, I was enjoying that cheesy goodness. Ding. <laughs> You also mentioned the Batman promotion at Taco Bell when you were in high school. At that time, I was working at the print shop that made all the Taco Bell wall and window signs. Oh we made gosh. we made the life-size vinyl window clings uh, of all the Batman characters that were put in all the Taco Bell windows across the country. I got to bring a few slightly imperfect ones home, so I used them as pranks. We had a solid surround shower and a shower curtain, so this prank worked beautifully. I would put this life-size vinyl cling in the shower, (laughs) close the curtain, and then wait for my family to take a shower. Screams abounded every time. Best prank ever. Nothing scarier than a life-size man in black and a mask in your shower. Thanks, Taco Bell, for all the good memories. (laughs) She continues. She says... Thanks. Uh, you guys are awesome. And I've listened to every episode since 2014. We're headed to the world next week for a few days. Are there any spot spots outside of the parks that we might be able to see the magic kingdom fireworks? Our last days at animal kingdom as it closes at 8 PM. 
Do we have enough time to get somewhere to watch the Magic Kingdom fireworks at 9? We don't have park hoppers, so we can't get inside the Magic Kingdom for reference. It is not a party night. Thanks. Jessica's out in South Carolina. Jessica, that is awesome. You're awesome because you love Taco Bell and because that is a great prank. I'm cracking up every time I think of that. Like, you just walk into the bathroom like, oh, man, I, I'm, you know, getting up because I take my shower right after I run in the morning. I'm still kind of half asleep, a little tired from running or walking at this point the last three weeks. And then all of a sudden Batman's in my shower. You know? I'm like, whoa, whoa. Where's Robin? What's going on? This is freaky. That's awesome. Okay. I think that what I would do is make an ADR for, is Kona open right now or something like that? Or, you know, maybe, maybe yeah. something like a Grand Floridian Cafe. I would just make an ADR for like a late night dinner on the monorail loop. Oh, that's a good idea. So my suggestion was going to be um, that if you go over to the TTC, you can actually get on the ferry right and the top deck of the ferry is a great place to watch the fireworks it just really it's like you have your own little personal fireworks cruise the other thing you can do is you can see right from the tcc the fireworks as well um but i thought that that might be a nice way to see the fireworks there for your last night so yeah that's a good idea i like that so you could do either one but i would look at I watched the last time I saw Happily Ever After. Well, I thought it was the last time. See, Disney's pulling my leg because it, <laughs> right? maybe, maybe it wasn't. Yeah. But I did watch it from the uh, the little boat dock at the Grand Floridian right outside uh, the Grand Floridian Cafe with Mallory yeah. and Paige when we went down for that cruise last August. And yeah. uh, great, great viewing there. It was a great spot to see them. Yeah, it is. And it's right there near the quick service location too. So good yeah. spot. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, here's an uh, email from Julie. Check this one. It says, Disney Lessons, Harmonious Edition. Hey, Mike, writing to you from Scotland. Does that not blow your mind, Pam, every time we get an email like that? <laughs> 100% it I does, mean, yes. We have Australia all the time, Scotland, right? England, Canada. It's crazy. Indiana. No, just kidding. It's a real exotic place. <laughs> uh, writing to you from Scotland. We're big fans of the show and love to listen to feel closer to Walt Disney World between our trips, which unfortunately aren't as often as we'd like being so far away. I know you're going to be talking about the D23 announcements again on this week's live call-in show and Enchantment slash Harmonious will likely be discussed again. I know you're not, you aren't a fan of Harmonious, but Scott is and our experience of it on our recent trip reinforces what you have said on the show time and time again. It's not necessarily about the show itself, but your memories and feelings are tied to that show. Our July 2022 trip two adults and two boys. They were nine and six was a real bells and whistles visit having been postponed since 2020. We saved hard and stayed one week in Art of Animation, a Lion King suite and one week at the Polynesian. We did Genie Plus for the whole two-week trip, bought individual lightning lanes, did a dessert party, and had some amazing dining experiences. We went all out. The whole trip was amazing, but one moment that really stood out was such a classic Disney lesson. We left Teppanito about an hour before Harmonious one night and planned to cram in a couple of rides before it started. We were tired and full, though. I get it, Teppanito. Dude. Anytime I go to a right? restaurant like Tiffanito, I'm dead because we have one by our house. It's called Kyoto. Kyoto. When we go, because we go there for like birthdays for the kids. Sometimes when I'm walking, I can barely get to the car. I get it, dude. Tiffanito, you're just you're dead. It says we were tired and full though, and ended up parking our behinds on the ground right next to the railings in Japan in a prime viewing spot. 
My husband was dispatched for funnel cake and caramel kush popcorn, and we spent the hour camped on the ground, sharing our treats, playing Disney heads up, chatting to folks around us, singing and laughing before dancing along to the show with a fantastic view. It was probably the best night of our trip, and our kids still still talk about it all the time. We listen to the music from the show frequently at home now, and it takes us right back to that spot in such a happy, silly, funny time. Just goes to show that the best times aren't necessarily the expensive meals, the cute jump epic rides, the elaborate resorts, or the coveted character meals. All the things that require military-grade planning and often extra, lots of extra cash. Those experiences are all so special, but don't get me wrong, but sometimes sharing a snack and a laugh while sitting on the ground is when the real magic is made. Needless to say, we are so sad that Harmonious is going, but new memories will be made, and I'm sure the new show will be amazing, especially themed with funnel cake and popcorn. Thanks for all you do, and take care. Julie in Scotland. You know what? I just got to say this. Julie gets it. That is perfect. I know, that is perfect. Right? I, got, I got goosebumps right now. I agree. And it's so, it's like the thing that we want, we try to convey to the guests that book with us. But the thing that is the hardest to convey is that when you are there, there will be 8 million opportunities where you'll have a magical memory that you could not have planned for no matter what you tried to do. You just can't. Um, And I think that that's one of the things that vacation offers to all of us is the opportunity to sit there and really embrace those moments that being in a place like Disney World, being on vacation really sort of facilitate. They make these kind of moments possible. And it's not that you don't have these moments in your regular everyday life, you do. But there's something about being on vacation with people that you care about in a place like Disney that really makes these opportunities happen. And I love it. I love it. I love it. And the other thing that we often try to help people through when they're thinking about their vacation is that things are not going to go perfectly every moment of every day. But you cannot focus on those small little things that go wrong and let that rob you of the situation. I will tell you for every email like Julie's, we probably get a couple where people were like, well, you know what? I had to wait for 45 minutes for the fireworks show. And we sat there on the ground and it was horrible. We paid $10 for popcorn or whatever it is now. Right. Yeah. This could go both ways. It is because they, you missed like an opportunity like this. And I'm not scolding anyone. We all go on vacation and we have those moments where like, I don't want to be with my family anymore. I don't want to pay $25 for a Coke and I just want to whatever. But it's these like like look at it like there's opportunities there you just have to embrace it it is and i mean when i when i think of this julie like julie has taken me back and when i talk to people and say oh i just found your show or you know we you know somebody reaches out to the magic for less and i've never heard of, i've never seen the name before but they mentioned the podcast and we you know i do that introduction and, and try to find out like well how long you've been listening you know where do you listen from um you know, I go back and think about these kind of memories. And I always say, you know, I hope that over the years, I don't know how long you've listened to the show, but I hope we've done two things. I hope you've laughed along with us at some point because we've said something silly because we don't take ourselves very seriously. I mean, we, we try to give good, solid advice in between the jokes and the comments, but also 
Maybe a memory that I shared with Mallory or with my wife or with Paige, you know, and you with Hannah and Steve and, you know, all the memories we've shared. I hope that it made a connection to a trip that you had, you know, like something I did with my daughter. Maybe you had a memory with your niece or your son or, mm -hmm. you know, your significant other, you know, because my memory isn't your memory, but maybe it connects to a memory you have. Julie sharing this email took me right back to a trip we had at the studios. You know, Paige now is 26. She lives in Chicago, running a basketball team up there, just living her best life. But it takes me immediately back to a night we had at the Magic or at the studios waiting for um, the frozen fireworks to happen. And one of the cast members came up with jump ropes and she was jump roping on Hollywood Boulevard. Like she was probably nine, eight or nine and just had the time of her life. And we had the best time. We were eating snacks too. I had, I was having a, um, a peanut butter and jelly shake from uh, primetime in a to-go cup. I mean, but that was the, probably the best night of the trip. And then the frozen fireworks blew me away. It snowed and it was the greatest night ever, you know, and it's the same thing. Like it wasn't the ADRs. It wasn't the rides. It was right. that night being with my kid and my wife with no other care in the world for like an hour. It was the greatest. I mean, you've had those probably a hundred times over. Yeah, it, it is. And those are the things that I love about vacation, vacation in general. And I think that there are vacations that lend themselves to it more than others. Of course, I feel that way. But I, I just think that you can't control everything in your life. I mean, whether you're at home or on vacation. And the one thing I can always control is my attitude. Mm -hmm. And I always go into a vacation being like, this is going to be awesome. There's going to be all the, it, it'll be great to just step away and spend time with these folks that I care about so much. Right. And, and get to see them like let push their cares to the side, push their responsibilities to the side where we're all just there focusing on one thing, having a good time. And I'll be danged if I'm letting anything or anyone stop me from doing that. I think so. as you get older too, you more appreciate that. Like time goes so For fast. Like you, sure. And when I was in my twenties and going sure. down there in my early thirties, I, I was more stressed. Now I'm like, just more go with the flow, like take it in. Cause you're not going to get a lot of these. Cause I mean, now my kids in their you know, mid twenties. Like all of a sudden your kid, you know, your kid's seven, but they're not going to be that. Like, I mean, that commercial no. that said that it was honest to God, truth. They're only no matter what age while. they are. Yeah. They only won't little, be that age yeah, again. They're only little for a little while, man. Be I mean, yeah. honest to God. That is as honest as it gets. All right. Well, Hey, we're going to wrap this one up today, but thanks for all the great questions. You guys are awesome. Seriously. I love doing these shows and I love hearing from our listeners. That's why I love these listener question shows because it's about, you all in your questions, your comments, you make the shows better. You suggest things. We get to have discussions that help us all plan better trips. And it's just fun to have these conversations with our community, our family. This is so great. So we'll do it again next Wednesday. Now on Friday, of course, this weekend, there's a little park called Epcot celebrating 40 years. Uh, it's going to be over the hill now. We're, you know, do all the stuff from Spencer's, all the black balloons and stuff. No, we're not doing that, but we're going to talk about our memories over the years. Just some of our favorite memories from Epcot. Some of the fun times we've had there. Because all the other shows are going to do all this, you know, stuff like breaking down, you know, horizons when, you know, the blue sky plans are. We're, that's not us. We're going to talk about fun times we've had there. What Epcot means to us is Disney fans. And some of the cool stuff we've gotten to do there. Because we've gotten to do some pretty cool stuff in our Disney fandom at Epcot. We'll share those thoughts and then we'll pass it on to you for Sunday Night's Live Call-In Show. So we'll have that uh, continuing on. But of course, don't forget, all these shows are always brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. So swing by the site this week over at themagicforless.com. It's a great place to start planning that next trip. 
Whether you're headed to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney, there's trip planning tools to get you started. That's the first thing. Get started. And, you know, if you need a little help there, the best part is free. It's free help. You don't have to pay for it. The, the agents are there standing by. They want you to have an amazing trip. They're going to give you the advice like Pam just did, like I just did. Don't sweat the big things. We're going to help you take care of those big things, but also take a breath. You're there with the people that you love and there's magic everywhere. If you just look for it, it's that kind of, and you're going to get tips in your mailbox. I mean, on a Tuesday morning, when you get all this, you know, bills in your inbox, like I get, you know, the trash bill, the electric bill, the gas bill, it's more fun to get a bill saying, guess what? You know what? Here's some ideas, you know, pack these things, make sure you have a charge. Hey man, I'm all about that. That's more fun to think about my trip than, you know, my bill from the gas company. It's fun. And this stuff, again, costs you nothing extra and you have a partner in planning. So just swing by the website this week, fill out that quote form. We'll take it from there. We'll work together. It's over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. It's one extra click that really helps us out. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And I heard on October 11th, there's going to be another Prime Day. So just mark that down. Awesome. They're just making that stuff up. They're just making that stuff up at this point. But hey, if they're going to have one, use our link. I'm just saying. They they give me a call before they do it. <laughs> just whatever. <laughs> they're just making this stuff up at this point, but whatever. And also, thank you to our patrons. You guys make all these shows possible. We appreciate you so very much. If you'd like to support the show on Patreon and get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest, coming over this week, patreon.com slash podcast. Give Pam a follow on social media at TMFLTPam. I'm at Mike Instagram and Twitter. And of course, join Scott and myself on Sunday nights facebook and youtube we take your calls we turn the show over to you and have fun conversations about all things disney so join us this sunday night so until we get back together again on friday to celebrate epcot's 40th for pam and mike wishing you a great wednesday stay safe stay healthy and we'll see you real soon you've been listening to the be our guest walt disney world trip planning podcast if you have questions comments or would like to be a guest on the show please visit our website at be our guest thanks for listening and we'll see you real soon